This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I'm back again this week and this is something new. I have two people on the line for today's interview. I have with me Amina Iman and Jacqueline Stone, both of whom are horror writers. And I'm so excited to have them on the show. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you you. so much. (laughs) This is going to be really fun. So I I kind of want to have this be just sort of a a three-person conversation about writing and the love of writing and the horror genre. Both of you have published multiple novels. Is that correct? That is correct. I have 14 now, and Jacqueline has three. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's pretty, but three in a year, though. Yeah, I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. Oh, my gosh. This is is incredible. So I'd like to hear how both of you got into writing, and especially writing horror, um, because that's Mm -hmm. not something that's, like, usually associated with something that women write. I mean, it should be, because I also write horror. But I'd love to hear your author journeys. And either one of you can go first. Just just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, I'll go first. This is Amina. And I started, honestly, if we're being honest, this is horrible. But when I was younger, I used to, you know, kind of tell my my siblings horror stories because, you know, (laughs) I was was a bit twisted as a kid, but I was a middle child. Oh, yep. (laughs) Right? Okay. So, you know, I had to find my place and my place was kind of the twisted. And so um, I grew up and, and I changed careers and I got married and I had children and um, then I went back to what I loved, which was writing and horror. And um, but before that, like my father used to take us to like the drive-in, and, and everything we saw was like you know Friday the Thirteenth and you know Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, <laughs> I could do that. I can do that. So th- that's how I started. And my first book was Lilith, My Genesis, which um, is about Lilith, the first wife of, wife of Adam. And I kind of just gave it a spin. And I thought, well, if I was expelled from the Garden of Eden and replaced, I'd be kind of pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I kind of I made her mad. And she was vengeful and angry. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I started. What about you, Jacqueline? All right. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Stone. And I would like to say and have this go on record. I did not know I was writing horror. I wrote literally what popped into my head and Amazon had it under a coat and horror. And I'm like, oh, my God, people are searching under these titles and are finding my book. I didn't, <laughs> it's horror though. I didn't even know. Like, I guess that's how you can say how twisted I am that I wrote a lot of gory killer scenes and didn't find anything wrong with it. But as far as, <laughs> I love other it. Than my, yeah, but other than my personality, I've always been great at writing. Did I know it was a gift and that I would want to do it as a career? No, it was more of, I can always do it for, um, you know, for assignments, short stories. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I got a great idea and I actually called Amina and tried to tell her about it. And she was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't you write it instead? Yep. And that's how my first novel, Fallen, came. It actually took me like two years to write it. And it was so funny because I just remember Amina saying, Jacqueline, this is a screenplay. This is not a book. (laughs) I was like, well, how do I write it? And she was just like. She wrote so vividly, though. Mm -hmm. Like, you could literally see. The words disappeared. 
they literally disappeared off the pages and I thought you know what this is so much like a screenplay so we have to I mean we're gonna save the screenplay because yes this can be a movie (laughs) but we have to get it down to book form because I'm telling you her words they pop off the page and you just you know you see it's true you see like you know the fallen angels kind of like going at each other and you have to turn the lights on you know it's kind of scary so you didn't realize that you were writing horror. What was it? Was it was it just sort of the goriness that that made Amazon categorize it as horror? Or and I, how I, did it feel to know that you were writing horror? I literally called Amina because I was checking all my numbers, and I called her and was like, "Why am I number fifty-two <laughs> in a cult? <laughs> like, why?" Is, and she was like, "Well, Jacqueline, I mean, what do you think? You put that someone." died by having an archangels split their head open. What did you think <laughs> we were going to be under? But it was never, I don't think I thought of a genre when I started writing. It was more of what's in my head and how can I get it on paper? And reading Amina's books throughout my mm-hmm. whole entire life kind of was like, put things in perspective. Like, yeah, if I'm a write, I'm going to be raw like this. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm just going to go straight for the jugular because that's how she wrote. And that's kind of what inspired me. So I kind of piggybacked off of her energy when I wrote. I talk a lot on the show about mentor relationships. Jacqueline, would you say that Amina has been a mentor to you? Yes, even without her knowing it. (laughs) (laughs) Like even like Jacqueline even came from like my name came from Lilith, the main you know, well, look, I can't say that because Lilith's a very jealous character. She so is I, jealous. So I can't say she's say the that. I can't say that Jacqueline is the main character. No, we can't. No, but wink, <laughs> wink, hint, hint. So she is definitely my mentor, even if she doesn't want to be. <laughs> I don't mind it because, you know, for me, it's okay. I get it, and it, it is kind of mentoring, but she it's so much fun. Like, I, I seldom, I'm going to have to yell at her, but that's because I'm aggressive. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a very aggressive person, and she's passive aggressive, so, you know. But it's, it's not even that. It's kind of like coming to work with your bestie, and they just so happen to call you boss lady. Hmm. But she she will ask, and I'll give her the rawest advice, because that's the only kind of advice I know how to give. Oh, yeah. So, there are words I probably shouldn't say like, on your podcast. She'll be like, Jacqueline, I swear if you do this, no, you're out. Yeah. I can't do it. And I'll be like, I will do that. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's that fire underneath my butt that mm-hmm. I really admire about her because I know that she's only going to push me to do the best. Whereas in this industry, when you have publications, they are more looking to make a book off of you. Whereas when I come into Red Ink, it's more we represent each other absolutely so whatever you put out is what we put out and we don't want to be nothing more than the best so that's what we're going to deliver so you mentioned red ink publishing i wanted to ask you about that so the the two of you do you work there kind of full-time together or tell me a little bit about the story behind that actually red ink publications came um this this is gonna sound so sad and pitiful but it's a true story and i'm gonna (laughs) be honest i was writing solo for the longest i started in 2005 and Omega, who's the co-founder, came to me and she said, you know what, you're drowning kind of miserably. And I thought, well, tch, how dare you? Like, I have, <laughs> you know, 300 copies sold under my belt, you know, cocky, like King Kong beating my chest. And she was like, you know what, I'll work for you for a month for free and you don't have to pay me. It's, it's free. I'm going to show you what I can do. 
And I'm telling you, within a month, I had like four interviews. My book skyrocketed. Like she, she showed out. So we started, I thought, well, you know what? We can bring other people on. And so I kind of coaxed her into writing. And then I got up. We have another author, uh, Nefertiti. We got her to writing. And then Jacqueline came. She she (laughs) did. She showed up later. And I was like, you know, I had to show Megan. I'm like, you have to read this. It was like the rough draft, you know, the the screenplay. (laughs) I was like, you have to read this because it's phenomenal. And so we brought her in. But I'm telling you, just Red Ink was kind of like a... She was my, Omega was my lifeboat. Like she showed me what I could do and how I could do it where I thought I was a one, because I'm, I'm so, um, I like to be alone. Mm-hmm. I worked very well alone or so I thought. If you ever read Siri and Siri, yeah, you would un- get a better but understanding. <laughs> when she came, she showed me, I thought, well, we can do what you've done for me. We can do for other independent horror female authors. And we're not going to just stick with with female, but we wanted to show the the empowerment of women in mm-hmm. horror. So when she came to me and she helped me out, I thought, well, you know what? I could start a company with you and like not feel bad about it at all. So that's how Red Ink started. What was probably the biggest lesson that she taught you? That just because you write a book doesn't mean people are going to read it. Oh, that yeah. you have to get out there and you have to pub it. And for me, you know, I just wanted to be an author. I kind of just wanted to write. And I thought that these magical people were going to show up <laughs> and read my book. You know, because how could you not? I'm Amina. This is great work. So she showed me that, you know, you don't have an agent lady and you don't have a publicist. So you got to come on. You got to be the grunt, too. So that was like the biggest lesson of her showing me that I have to get out there and I have to be personable and I have to show people who I am and and not just kind of hide behind my door, which I enjoyed so, so And Omega plays no games. Omega will write me and be like, listen, okay, (laughs) you need to have an idea for your book cover or you just won't get one. I was like, okay, um, you got it. You'll have it by this afternoon. And yeah, she's like, so she pushes you. us and she pushes us to promote and yes. to get out there and talk to our fans and be real people, which yes. I thought I was being a real person behind my four <laughs> walls. I really did. I thought that. Omega's like our flash. Like if yes. you're really into the whole what is it, DC Marvel, mm-hmm. how uh-huh. the Flash uh-huh. the Justice League together, she's our flash. Or like our Captain America. And I'm like Tony Stark. And Jacqueline's <laughs> kinda like the vision. You know, where after everybody's on the ground and we're tired and our butts are kicked, she comes in and just a little dot in her forehead kind of just comes and saves the day. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) If people are listening right now and they're really inspired by what you've done, do you have any advice if they're looking to sort of start their own um, publishing conglomerate or if they're just even looking to get started writing? I want to have to say you have to, you can't give up because, you know, for one, I'm not going to reveal my age. <laughs> my birthday's tomorrow. We're just, we're going to pretend for a lot, over half of my adult life, I didn't write. And I mean, I did, but it was like, I did children's books for my kids and you know what I mean? Things like that. But I did not give into my passion because I was afraid. Like, how can I make money off of this? How can I really survive yes. in the world? Because yes. it's hard. Yes. But you can't, you have to, you, the first word. You have to start with the first word and you cannot give up. And I'm not saying be like me and just kind of throw caution to the wind and say, you know what? Today is my last day and this is what I'm going to do. Like, don't do that. <laughs> but, 
you know, don't give up either and do research because honestly, everything we learned, we didn't have teachers. No one taught us to do At this. All. We didn't have a mentor. Like everything we learned, we had to struggle and fight and scrape and learn and, you know, so do all the research you can and just don't let anybody tell you you're not good enough. Like yes. this is not a good manuscript or this is like, don't listen to people. And people say, write what you know. I say, write what you love. Hmm. Like forget about what you no, because you can always learn and knowledge is power. Yes. So don't just write what you know. And I'm a piggyback off of Iman. Like definitely if you're going to write for the money, then you shouldn't write no. at all. I'm going to put my business out there because I'm a very open person. <laughs> I made only $11 my first year writing and I wrote for the whole 12 months, only $11 and two of them was for me. So, <laughs> so therefore, but that you cannot let that discourage you ever because if you do that you will never succeed in anything write for yourself write about what's in your head and in your heart and then people will fall in love with it because you are going to attract people of like of mind yes. when you write genuinely i agree with when that. you yeah like if you're trying to think what do people want to hear you're going to get a cliche you're going to get a gimmick you're going to get a flop if you write for yourself and be like, if you can honestly say, I feel so much better or I needed that after you get done writing, that's what's going to gravitate people to your work. I agree. Because I was afraid to write 30 Pieces of Silver. That was my Judas Oh, book. yeah. And I thought when I first started 30 Pieces of Silver, I thought, you know what, people are going to bash me about, you know, oh, my goodness, you're a Judas sympathizer. And how could you, you know, this is about the, you know, the crucifixion and how dare you. And I was terrified. And then I said, well, I'm going to give it to a couple of family members and see how they feel about it and what are, you know, maybe they can help me feel a little better about it. Get the go pass. You know, my little voice was trembling. I was kind of scared. But I believed in what I wrote. Yeah. And um, in all honesty, to this day, what, 12 years later, 30 Pieces of Silver is still my biggest seller. Yeah. If we're being honest. Like, I can, like, have a dry month and think, crap, this sucks. <laughs> and then 30 Pieces of Silver is at the top. And you know what I also so, think? I think a lot of people, like you said, they are afraid to get out the box. So as me, I was more because Hades <laughs> is Greek mythology. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I don't like, you know, being stereotypical. So it's more of as a woman of a different race writing about a culture I'm unfamiliar with. Will I get backlash? Will I try to, yeah. even if I put my own spin on it, this is still someone else's culture. This <laughs> is still someone else's you know, information. Absolutely. So am I right to put it in my world and twist it? And it goes back to the research. As long as you stay genuine mm -hmm. and honestly, I think everything will just prevail. And I loved writing Hades. I swear I did. I just it was uh, magnificent. And I'm I'm hard. I'm like, this is oh, yeah. crap. Get it out. Oh yeah. She's like, no. what is this? What is this? No, Hades was wonderful. I thought, oh my god, you know, he's Hades, but how you doing? <laughs> it was wonderful. It was, I'm serious. Oh, it's it's great. You. So you both write for a living. Amina, you, you kind of alluded to maybe leaving a job and overcoming fear. Can I hear a little bit more about that story? Absolutely. It was 2005 and I had had a surgery and I was going to be off of work for quite a while. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to kind of throw this story together. I had watched a documentary and it was about uh, Lilith, the first wife of Adam. And after I 
saw the documentary on History Channel, I had a whole bunch of questions. I'm like, you know what? They didn't teach us this. <laughs> you know? And my uh-huh. grandfather's Jewish, so, you know, I'm like, okay, th- this is a sign, you heathen. You know, get back <laughs> to the Torah and start reading. And I thought, you know, so I did a lot of research, and I'm like, you know, this is this is great, and I wanted it to, I, I believe in historical fiction for two reasons. One, because, you know, sometimes fiction can be a little bit more palatable mm. than fact and for two with the masses a lot of times if you give them the truth in a really pretty box um they'll take it <laughs> i was kind of just playing around with that and i wrote out the story and i loved it and it was kind of just for me until i could get back to work and then i found out that i couldn't get back into the same field be- because of what had happened to me during surgery um so what am i going to do now mm. you know how am i going to take care of my family i have you know, my children were, were really small then, and I was in, um, I was making really great money. <laughs> um, if, if you could see my face. <laughs> it, it was wonderful, and I thought there's nothing that I could do on my own that could make this money, right? So, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, again, I did the, I wrote the book, I passed it around to a couple of people, and... My favorite. Uh, <laughs> Till this day, all hail the queen, and, <laughs> um, It got a really good reception, and so I did a small uh, book signing at, actually, I shouldn't say small, it was in at one of the biggest bookstores in Indianapolis, I did a book yep. signing, and the people that came them. out, I was floored. I was like, oh my goodness, like, I won an award, and all these people are coming out, and then I think that is when I was like, yeah, yeah, if I push it hard enough, I can do it. Now, I didn't in the beginning make as much money as I did working. Uh I didn't. But I was able to keep a roof over, you know, my head and and provide for my children. And I could not. And then after a while, I found out, like, after a year that I could not go back to work. Like, I just couldn't. So when you are pushed and you have a family and you're used to providing in an exponential way, you kind of do what you have to do. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you take what I don't want to say you take what's given because in all honesty, it was a blessing because then I got to know my children better and they got to know me better. And I was a mother. I wasn't gone 60 hours a week, even though I was financially taking care of them. I wasn't present. Mm. So it was a blessing because I couldn't go back to work and maybe I lost 60,000 of what I was used to making with what I was making in books. I was there for my children mm. and I could write. So I got back, but it was scary. Isn't it was it? so scary, um, but I didn't give up, and I'm so I'm so happy I'm that happy I did not. <laughs> oh, I'm happy for you. My gosh, I'm glad you stuck with it too. <laughs> so that's who we are. But yeah, it was it was something. It took, um, and this is the biggest year we've had. Every year gets better and better and better. Only and better. up from here. Only yeah, I agree with that. Only up from here. You, you talking to you is is I just have a smile on my face. You have such <laughs> great energy and joy. We got oh, I love it. And you love they writing. Want to smile at us or like you know throw stones at us. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. Oh, <laughs> I want to know um, for each of you, what is your favorite part about writing? What do you love most about writing? Oh, Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone knows. I'm just the one that'd be like, oh, what if this happened? What if that happened? For me, it's literally taking whatever's in my head and just creating this world that everyone can just live in. To me, that is 
what I live for when it comes to writing. It's taking all my ideas, no matter how crazy, sad, sadistic, inappropriate. <laughs> I said, Stephanie, come on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You should say that twice. So. Yes. Sadistic twice. Sadistic. Okay. sadistic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is, and to be accepted for what you can create and for someone to be like, yes, I love that. I got lost in it. You know, it took Absolutely. me somewhere. That is what I live for. For the, I will tell you now, I would not be writing if it wasn't for Amina. Because oh started God. writing, uh. I'm so serious. And that's not even giving her too much credit. Because I beep her own horn. Because she, <laughs> but I really wouldn't. For the simple fact, I had so many insecurities. Like, because, you know, when you grow up and you're, you're exposed to the world. You're here that you're weird or you hear that you're not good enough or you hear that, you know, you think differently. And to actually have my thoughts on paper and to have someone really believe and trust in me and say, no, love the weird. This, <laughs> this is good. You're going to write this. I'm not going to write it for you. You are going to continue this thought. And she pushed me. And I, other than, you know, hanging around family, that is one of my greatest joys. It's Aww. just completing a story. And I don't care if one person likes it. I don't care if yeah. 50 people like it. It's just <laughs> the fact that I'm able to share something with someone. Because mm -hmm. it's even as a writer, we all know we write subconsciously. So you might be writing about something that's bothering you and not even notice. Mm -hmm. And it's in a metaphorical term or something, or it's all allegorical. But at the end, you feel so much better. You're like, yes, I, I gave birth to something beautiful on paper. Mm -hmm. So Aww. that's what I love about writing. What about you? I've never been asked that question before. Really? Oh, really? I have to say, God, <laughs> it's always saying. been like, what do you hate the most or what's the hardest for you? But for me... Okay, the simplest answer is getting those voices out of my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I love oh. the most. But it's to that story that um, that you have bubbling in. And I don't, I know I've heard like one or two authors say this, and, and I don't know if everybody gets it, but like my characters literally write the story for me. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my favorite part is to like give them a voice. That even my non-historical fiction, even just my straight fiction, just to give those characters a voice and have it come out, that is my favorite part. And, you know, the pub parties don't hurt either. <laughs> we, get, we get cake. And, you know, I cook always. I'm the chef at the pub parties. Yeah. I cook all the gumbo. She the does. <laughs> and I think what started the whole pub party is, even before Jacqueline, Nefertiti had wrote her first book. And... I hadn't had a pub party yet. You know, bosses don't get that. Oh. So <laughs> Nefertiti had wrote her first book and I thought we are going to go out and we're just gonna we're gonna have a party. And so um it made her feel good and even if like the first day nothing sold or the first week nothing sold, the fact that she finished it was an accomplishment. They tore the they tore the club up. We we <laughs> Yeah, the pub parties are, are kind of up there with giving the, the characters a voice as far as my favorite part. Yes. Yeah. Food never hurts. Food, food never hurts. Food makes everything better. Yeah. I like that you mentioned cake is one of the, the main draws. That's awesome. Yeah. Cake. You have to have cake. Yeah, cheesecake. I have a cake right now. I have a birthday cake right now. It's a red velvet cake, you know, for red ink. And I'm I'm waiting for them to leave before I cut it because yeah, I'm not going to share it. She's not sharing. She told mm -hmm. us. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I hope you enjoy that whole cake and that you have a wonderful Thank you birthday. Thank so much. 
I might take a picture. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like one year olds when they get their yeah. first birthday. No, cake? no, she's petty. She'll send me a slice and be like, "This is so good. You didn't even get it. Looks like a glass of wine. But thank you for it. <laughs> it's like, what time is it? I'm ready for them to get out. Like, I want my cake. Yeah, it's fine. We know what we're in store for. <laughs> such a great. If people want to buy your books and if they want to follow you online, what do they do? Where do they go? How do they get in touch with you? Um, let's see. We're on Twitter, just Amini Mon um, or Jacqueline Stone. Yep, no, yep, I say no, see, it's fine. I understand. You're going to find me either way. Okay. We um, and we're on Twitter. I'm on, let me see, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, we um, actually have a few Pinterest pages, Oh, I believe, that's uh-huh. under Red Ink yep. and Red Ink. Pub.tk is also yes. you'll get everybody. So everyone in Red Ink, you can definitely find their books, not just Amina and I. You can find Omegas, Nefertiti's, um, yep. and from there. I think you can actually click on our links on the Red Ink Pub.tk. Yeah. Um, and then you can click on each individual author's link and it'll take you to their own personal webpage. Perfect. I will be sure to include uh, links to everything in the show notes for today's episode. Otherwise, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much. I love talking about horror. I love talking with writers who love <laughs> writing as much as you do. This is amazing. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to sort of uh, send us out on? You know, for those that are wanting to get into writing, just start. Um, it starts with one word, and it sounds corny. And I, if I had heard that like 15 years ago, I probably would have turned you know off the podcast. But it's true. <laughs> It starts with one word, and you have to write for yourself first, as Jacqueline said, you really do. And then it's kind of like if you build it, they will come. I mean, you have to promote, obviously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you have to start with the book, and it has to be something that you love to do. And just do it. I mean, honest to God, just do it. And I would tell people there is no real definition for, sorry, definition for being a writer. You can write in your journal every day yep. and be a writer. You can write and never publish anything and still be a writer. You can write screenplays. You can write short stories, poems. Poetry, there is, yep. It's just infinite. So if that's what you love to do, follow your natural gift and it will lead you to your own success. So that's what I would say. Even if you are scared to write, Follow that natural gift that you fall in love with easily, naturally. It could be a lot of people like to do selfies now. You're a natural photographer and don't even realize it. Go with it. Even if it's writing, if you write every day, it just has to be for you. Amina, Jacqueline, thank you so, so much for your time today. I cannot wait to share this episode with my listeners. (laughs) I cannot wait for them to go out and buy your books. I hope that you have a wonderful evening. Happy birthday, Amina. Enjoy oh, your cake. So much. I will. I know, without me. She's on. Wait till I, I swear, Sarah. It's like I'm looking at the clock. My at eight was my cake. She's no, going to be kidding. like, she's going to be like, interviews over. You can go. Leave. Everybody out of here. Closing oh. early. You Thank ladies you. are so wonderful. Thank you, Sarah, I hope to hear from you soon. All this right. Keep in touch, please. We will. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night and uh, have a great